Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Okay. Recording in progress. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of Midnight Poppyland. And we are here with a special guest, Girl Wonder. And here she is. Drum roll. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. It's Joe. I'm happy to be here. You know, I love Midnight Poppyland with all my heart. And I've been podcasting for a while, and I'm just really, really excited to talk with Mindy about everything that's been going on. Yes, and you have to check out all of Girl Wonder's podcasts because they are fun and amazing and insightful, and I love the, you know, the little voiceness that you have from all your patrons. So definitely that's if you want to be a, be able to contribute, that's a great way to do that. And I always listen to all of your podcasts that are on stories that I read. Like I don't listen to stuff that I don't read because I don't want to spoil it in case I one day read it. But anything that is about a story that I read, I listen to your podcast on it and thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you. I love your podcast too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's so much. It's fun. I love the community. Mm-hmm. So anyway, episode 70 opens up with beautiful, like starry night. It's, you know, moonlight moonlight starlight whatever street lights the sun looks like it's setting like it's dusk lily dusk just saying <laughs> and poppy's thinking it's nice to be back home again and we have a sign bed and breakfast and she thinks after all the hustle and bustle of an errand city returning to moon fright feels like i'm taking a nice relaxing vacay except that now she's looking up at the bed and breakfast which appears to be closed and her face is anxious and she thinks i'm stranded here with no phone no transport and no money. Like, ouch. Poppy, why? That's what I felt like. No, she was already in danger and now she doesn't have anything to support herself out here. Yeah, I felt the panic. And, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't be admitting this, but like, I feel like I've been very close to the situation sometimes. Um, I'm very not, I'm very bad at budgeting, let's just say. And I've always, I, I don't know if I should be saying this on the podcast, but I'm like, always close to zero and I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like you know figuring out how to save money and put aside money and like not spend more than I than I earn but I've definitely been in in places where I'm like oh shoot I have like 50 cents and I need like two dollars to get to the train to get back home I'm like what am I gonna do and I know it's like kind of pathetic to be admitting this but so I definitely like related to that panic that Poppy had and yes it's like or she, we know she ran out, you know, so we know she doesn't have a lot of money, period. So there's that. But it's also possible that because she ran out so fast from the office, like she didn't take, she wasn't able to charge her phone. And maybe she does have more money somewhere else, but she just doesn't have access to it. So it's like a bad situation for her. Yeah, it was definitely an emergency situation. And I found it interesting that, you know, she admits that it's nice to be home again because we're going to later see in this episode just how 
how much this place is like jewelry everywhere, you know, <laughs> ex-boyfriend reminders everywhere. So it's still nice that that hasn't tainted her memory of like her hometown, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Right. She still has the, the positive association. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I have very, yeah, I have very mixed feelings whenever I go back to my hometown. There's that home feeling. And then there's a lot of like other stuff that's associated with it, which I'm not going to get into, but it's like, there is some unsettling feelings there as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that shows up for Poppy too later on. So she's like, what should I do now? It's too far and dark to walk back to Granny's and caps here require advanced booking unless I pay an unreasonable amount of money. So I guess no Uber in the night Poppy land world. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, get an Uber, but because it would be hooked up to her credit card if she had that or a lift, it would be hooked mm-hmm. up and she wouldn't need to have physical money with her. Right. But I mean, honestly, like it might be just too small to have. I know that um, I used to drive Uber and Lyft and I know some places like people have to wait forever. Or they don't even have Uber and Lyft in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough demand, not enough supply of drivers. So it's possible that that's that. But anyway, honestly, it's for the plot and there's no need to question it. This had to happen. <laughs> she needs to be stranded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then she thinks, well, I could see if Uncle Larry's on duty at the police post tonight. He'd give me a lift back. So it's like, hmm, she has an uncle who's part of the police. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is this, right. Is this going to come up again or is this just a random family member that we'll never hear from again? <laughs> I mean, he's a police officer, so it could come into play because she's literally connected to the mafia now in so many ways. <laughs> like everywhere you look, she's connected to the mafia at work in her love life. So her uncle being a police officer, the only reason I think it might not come into play is because of what you were kind of saying about this being a really small town. And he's like a small town police officer, or maybe he just works like the front desk at the police station. We don't know <laughs> for sure, but it says on duty. So I don't think he would be like a receptionist on duty or anything. So anything we learn about Poppy's family, I take note of. Mm-hmm. right like which uncle is it her mom's brother her dad's brother is it like not even actual uncle but like a family member that she just calls uncle true because one time she said like uncle and we're all like what and then no right. no no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. and but then she thinks to herself but he's good friends with jewelry's mom oh no mm-hmm. she doesn't want like anything associated with jewelry yeah it's sad that she feels like she can't talk to her own family member or close person in her life because of jewelry it's like he holds this place hostage you know Ugh. like there's so much poppy can't do because jewelry's in moonbright mm-hmm. yeah she doesn't clearly doesn't want him to know that she's there even though right. i mean like it's fairly obvious that he would guess that she would come back i mean he's the one who sent her the message but yeah she does not want to see him mm-hmm and then she says, this This next line she says is just so true of all of us people growing up in this generation. She's like, I can't call anyone on a payphone when I don't have their numbers memorized. Are we really that dependent on our phones? Jeez. <laughs> yes. How many yes, phone numbers yes. do you know by heart? Um, my husband's. I made sure to memorize that because obviously I met him in a time where you don't have to memorize numbers. But when we got married, it's like your emergency contact in life. I need to know his number like the back of my hand, right? Mm-hmm. So I know his and I know my house phone from when my parents still live in the same place when I was little and I did memorize numbers. I mean, do you mm-hmm. remember memorizing your friend's numbers like yeah. in elementary school and then calling yep. and be like, hello, this is Joe. May I please speak to Lauren? <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> it would be like, it's Lauren, you know, Lauren, it's Joe. <laughs> Those were the days. I think there's so many people um, who just don't have that experience of memorizing all of your friend group's numbers mm -hmm. and learning how to have phone book. etiquette and call them. Yeah. Or yeah. phone book, how heavy yeah. those things were. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my husband's, my parents, my old house phone number, my grandparents' old house phone number, and my best friend from childhood's house phone number. Mm -hmm. Do they all still live in the same places? Yeah. I and mean, my best friend she doesn't live there because she's married and moved out, but her, her parents still live in the same house. <laughs> you can call them. You can call their yeah. house phone. Yeah. My parents' cell phone hasn't changed since they first got it when I was like a young, like in high school, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. But yeah, that's it. It's like what five? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> All right. So she says, I hope Regine isn't too worried. I said I'd call when I got here, and that was hours ago. It's like, oh yeah, she probably is pretty worried. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And now she looks up at another house. She sees the light is on there. And she's like, oh, Mrs. Myers is still awake. Should I go in and ask for some help? And it's so cute because it's like wherever she goes, it feels like she knows somebody and has a connection with everyone there in this small town. Yeah, that's yeah. the charm that's of a small town. Or it's the charm and it's the part what that makes you want to run away is that everybody <laughs> knows who you are and everybody knows your business all the time. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what she says because she's like, oh, she'll tell everyone I'm back in town. And I really don't want to wake up to the entire village at my door in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it seems Mumbai is quite close knit in many ways. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and so much so, she's like, oh, they got a new scooter. So she moved out, out like a couple months ago. And so she would still be able to recognize, like, okay, it's a new scooter. And she's like, oh, is that little Billy's? He was taking his rider's license last I heard. Gosh, that kid must be all grown up now. I think I used to change his diapers when Granny babysat for him. I'm just starting to be a little old. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I'm 32 and like people that were kids at some point are like getting married and having babies. I'm like, what? You were a baby yourself like last week. <laughs> yeah, like time goes so fast, especially when you do leave and come back, even though Poppy mm -hmm. hasn't been gone for a long time. A rider's license. So I don't know a lot about scooters. Do you know what that is? Okay, I don't know either. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, maybe take a couple months to get <laughs> yeah and maybe younger people can do it it's not as serious as riding or driving a car probably yeah probably yeah I assume so and then she looks at the scooter and she's like but why does scooter seem to ring a bell scooter scooter <laughs> scooter oh, all of us when we when we saw this I was like finally we're gonna get closure with what happened to the scooter <laughs> <laughs> yes were you like well wondering like where is the scooter and is this still in the bushes funny enough I have never wondered that or thought about it. I've been caught up with like mafia things and coming up with theories about like, is Tora a double agent? I will be so distracted by those like big things that her scooter, I was like, well, that thing, you know, it, it made her fall and hurt herself. So I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> but Poppy cares about her scooter very much. Yeah. I imagine, I mean, it's pretty, it must be expensive, right? It's right? like, I think it would be. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny because it's technically jewelry square. Just realized mm -hmm. that. Oh, which actually explains something that happens a, a little later. Mm -hmm. So, anywho, um, we are going to get closure, it seems, on the scooter. And she's like, ah, right, right. That's my, that's right, my scooter. And 
then we had it cuts to Darlene's garage. And let me just say, this is a shout out to our friend Darla Avami from Facebook, uh, well, from Instagram, who does these awesome memes, um, thirsty memes. So it was so cool to see this, this shout out to Darla, Darlene. That was the first thing uh, I thought when I saw it, but I wasn't sure if it was like officially a shout out, but that was the first thing I was like, Darlene, Darla, Darla. <laughs> yeah. And then there were some awesome comments on like Patreon about like, parking your car, like park your Big Mac truck in my little garage. <laughs> like, yeah, so very appropriate, which is like from, from WAP, which I did not remember. I had to like look it up, but yes. Yeah, so perfectly suitable for Darlene and her thirsty channel. And so it was just perfect. There was a lot of joking going on and it was very funny. <laughs> yeah, so she's like wow you're just in time sweet a minute later and i have to close for the day i was wondering when you come get your scooter your fuel tank's empty though it was leaking from a crack but i fixed it for you like oh thanks that's super kind of you thanks again darling bye take care beep beep and there she is in the yard with her scooter she's like oh thank god i arranged for you to be towed back to the town that day gas station is just across the road let's go fill you up and we have a bit of a flashback to poppy way way back in like episode two or something where mm -hmm. she's tapping on her phone while Tora is nearby, like while she's waiting for the train. Turns out she was saying, hey, is this darling's garage, I'd like for my vehicle to be towed, please. So yeah, so she did take care of it right away. She did. Poppy was thoughtful, even in those moments where she just hurt herself and you know she just saw jewelry cheating on her. She still had the peace of mind to take care of the scooter. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something we always admire about Poppy, how she's, she manages to keep her presence of mind in whatever situation she's in. Like, and she's done this throughout the cartoon and it's something very admirable about her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, oh, don't think you'd have survived three weeks out in the wilderness anymore, right, buddy? And this is helpful to us because, you know, I'll, at this point, a lot of us have like lost track of the timeline. And I was like, what? Just three weeks. <laughs> 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 yeah. Were you surprised that it was three weeks? Did you feel like that was shorter than you expected or longer? No, I knew I, I knew it was around that time because I, I follow enough where like I see people post about the timeline enough. Like even if I can't keep track anymore because I'm it's been so long since we've been reading it. But people right. post about the timeline often enough that I remember it's about three. Like I thought it was more like two something weeks. But yeah, but it's a short time for all this to have happened to her. Mm -hmm. And to catch such strong feelings along the way. And especially thinking of Tora catching feelings for Poppy too in three weeks. He's known her as that angel coming out of the bushes three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I like I say all the time, like my husband and I, like we met blind day on Sunday. And like by Saturday, we were like in love, we're getting married. That's it. So I totally get this uh, the feel in less than three weeks thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. sweet like oh that's that's a long time <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's long compared to what happened to me yeah. yeah it's funny because comics on webtoon have this interesting thing where i think this isn't the first time i've read one where i'm like ooh, it's only been three weeks and these 70 episodes have spanned yeah. that amount of time i feel like that's happened in let's play or laura Olympus or other comics as well it's so interesting because that's how the authors planned it this whole time but the weekly schedule of posting these episodes for us, 70 weeks, or if not longer, for times when there was a hiatus is like years of our life. <laughs> but yeah, three weeks right. of copies. It's so interesting how that happens. I mm -hmm. guess that's why it encourages rereading a lot. Yeah, right. So that you can like keep, keep it all in one spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I left you here for so long and I forgot all about you. But if I'd have told you back to Granny's place, she would have come at me with a ton of questions about jewelry I didn't want to answer. So it seems like she was using, you know, Darlene's garage as a place to store it. So she didn't have to answer Granny's questions. Mm -hmm. So Granny, like we already know from last episode, she seems like uh, a little pushy, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, it would have been hard to go to her right after everything happened because we know that she's not a huge fan of jewelry, but now, you know, I don't know what it would have been like back then, three weeks ago when Poppy showed up right after everything had gone down. Yeah, you know, do you think Poppy even told Granny that jewelry cheated on her? I am not sure, but uh, if not, Granny must have seen how jewelry talks to Poppy or something. There's a lot of signs where if I even saw them for like three seconds, I'd be like, mm, that's toxic, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. possible that she doesn't even know the extent of what he's done, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm remembering actually when, wait, 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 wait. I think, I think she does know because remember at the birthday party where her cousins called her, mm -hmm. I think they mentioned there something about like, I think, you know, just like, oh yeah, granny knows all about it. So oh, I think yeah. I like threatening to cut off his uh, voodoo doll. <laughs> the voodoo know. doll. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's why she's not a big fan of him, but I hope that even before that, she still wasn't like in his corner or anything right. this is a small town so you know his nature and how he treats poppy i would assume yeah mm -hmm. and she hopefully has some good granny vibes even with her like being pushy and honestly like, a little manipulative she mm -hmm. does seem to have you know poppy's best interest at heart and also you know she's she should you know we, we like to have our grannies be wise so hopefully she has some of that yeah even beyond whatever secrets she's keeping Mm -hmm. right yeah <laughs> oh, can't wait to find out more about that i know so she's going while she's with her her thingamajib her scooter she hears a rrr, rrr, and she hears poppy and she is i think like she already would recognize jewelry's voice and right away like first you see she's looking up when she hears the the rrr, rrr, but when she hears poppy we suddenly zoom out and we have a panel of her just standing there alone by her scooter and her head is facing down. So like right, immediately right. she has this reaction to the jewelry where you see like, okay, she's feeling alone, right? She's, it zooms out, like she's isolated and she looks down and it's like, oh, already he has that, re that, that effect on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's tough because when jewelry showed up, my dumb butt did not recognize him right away. I don't know why. I was waiting for him this whole episode. And then when he finally showed up, I was like, I wonder who that is. Yeah. <laughs> I had to reread to like gauge Poppy's reaction because of course she knows who that is. Mm -hmm. But my little self was like, oh, I'm going to meet new people in Poppy's town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got a lot of characters got drawn a little differently in season two. Like Ben is different. So yeah, Jewelry got a, re, a redo. I wouldn't, I'm not gonna say glow up like the other characters did, but we, gotta redo. <laughs> we can't give him that compliment. He does not yeah. have compliment. Yeah, he's very nondescript. He's very like plain. Lily draws yeah. everyone beautifully. Like everyone's usually quite beautiful, but he's just very plain, like just empty. Like he doesn't have much like going on. Like he's just very yeah. plain. I would agree with that. From the start, like something you always see him in is like a plain white shirt or button up. He's always... Mm -hmm. He's never wearing something that's flashy or look at Quincy's clothes, things that mm -hmm. stand out, outfits you remember, outfits you want to buy. But with, with jewelry, it's not so much that way. Yeah, I think, I mean, we could get, we're going to obviously discuss a lot about jewelry, but I think that he's not 
supposed to be anyone special. Like, I think mm-hmm. that he doesn't have much going for him. And that may be a reason that he's so awful. Okay, I, I can't say it's a reason, but like maybe there's some insecurity from being like not extraordinary in looks or in, in an intellect or in personality. Maybe that that kind of like nondescriptness made him doubt himself. And that is a reason that he's such a horrible human being. <laughs> I, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. He's he's supposed to be that like small town boy, mm-hmm. you know, he even, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> I don't want to skip too far ahead. Yeah. So he starts out saying something nice. He's like, oh, sorry. I wanted to join you at the hospital much earlier, but I was held up. Just like, okay. And she's like, she doesn't look at him, you know, and you can really see that she has a hard time with like confrontation. She's pushing her scooter away and not looking at him. She's like, you don't have to, I never asked. Which is like, yeah, exactly. She never asked you, boy. Like, she didn't contact you for three weeks. What makes you think you even like should be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poppy did not give him the impression that she wanted to meet up with him at the hospital whatsoever. So mm-hmm. he's just quick. Yeah, you're to- not her boyfriend anymore. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just quick to assume. And I, I like that she was kind of snippy with him, being like, "You don't have to." That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he stands there and like he is clearly perturbed by her reaction to him. Like he probably was expecting something like, oh, thank you so much. Or some kind of emotional drama, like some reaction where he would see that she would be like sad or guilty or something. And the fact that he didn't get that, the fact that she stood strong and was her independent self and a a self-reliant person that takes him off so much. And he right away, goes for the jugular he's like did you meet someone new trashy 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 and literally like the second thing he said Mm -hmm. it was he got there fast yeah yeah and he clearly doesn't care about her granny he's not like how was your granny right help you with anything or is she okay no he just goes for like the how to make poppy feel bad yeah it's the people that you love or have loved who can hurt you the most. So mm-hmm. he knew exactly what to say. And throughout this entire conversation, he knows exactly what he can say to make her feel as bad as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like what he's saying is kind of implying that she did something wrong. By me I know. Like, <laughs> especially when he, when he says later, right? He says, you did, didn't you? There's guilt written all over your face. Like, excuse me, Jolie, you cheated on her. What is wrong with you? I got so angry. I'm like, look, this man is the most horrible, horrible piece of pride ever. Like, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you? She won't get on you cheating on her. And this is what you said? Jewelry thought he was doing something. He thought he was like reverse unoing the situation and he was not. He was failing. He said there's guilt written all over your face and there's toxicity written all over his. So it evens itself out. <laughs> I don't think that that's guilt on Poppy's face. That whole looking down, not making eye contact, that seems like a trauma response mm-hmm. to like, do I fight or do I like flee? You know, it's a fight or flight response right now because she really, he just popped out of nowhere. She did not expect him. Um, did you think that was connected to Darlene's garage at all? Like, feel like your scooter got picked up or something? So I just, I just remembered that's actually his scooter, right? That she gave to right. him for his birthday. 
So she was like, oh, I'll borrow it, right? It's mine anyway. I mean, like, she was like, I bought it for him. So it's possible that because it was really his scooter, Darlene let him know also what was going on with it. Like, you know, or maybe maybe it's just such a small town that he's like, you, you know, I mean, honestly, he probably walked out the door and he's like, where's my scooter, right? And he looked for like where his scooter could possibly be. So I don't know. It's surprising he didn't take it out of the garage, I guess. Right? It's been weeks though. Is he mm-hmm. stalking her? I have questions. <laughs> Is he following her around and just like, I don't know. He just showed up in the middle of the night out here and it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, I don't know if he was like following her from the hospital necessarily, but I think he definitely wanted to meet her because he is a horrible person and he wanted to tweak her and annoy her and put her down. And I think that he's the kind of person that can't feel good about himself unless he has someone to dominate and push in the mud and like make feel like like crap. And I think he just needed that. Oh yeah. I 100% agree with you there. It feels like he has deep, deep insecurity with himself. Someone who behaves this way, it's like, he's not happy with himself, you know, and Mm -hmm. it makes him feel better. Like you said, to push Poppy down it. She shouldn't be happy with herself either. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So do you think, right. I know. (laughs) Do you think he felt, do you think she felt guilty at all? Like, Right after he said that, I think her hair is kind of in her face. We don't see what her facial expression is, but you can kind of feel, I mean, I don't know. It looks like she's really tired. She's like really disappointed. She does not want to be here, but did you sense any guilt? Like, does she feel guilty? Is he successful in saying that to her? So I think that if there is guilt, it's, it's a small fraction of what she's feeling. I think that the main emotion is more like what you were saying. I think that it's like a traumatic response to Jory because she's been so used to hearing his gaslighting and his manipulation and his putting down of her. I think it's putting her right back there in that place where she was always the small one in the relationship. And she's had these few weeks where she's been treated well and treated respectfully by a guy and, you know, given all this like, affirmative responses and statements and actions and like the old like people like um, blue katie did and um someone else i don't remember but like they posted on patreon this like long 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 list of like all the ways that torah has been affirming her so mm-hmm. she's had those three weeks of like someone building her up but she's had years of jewelry putting her down and that to get out of that mindset to get out of like going back to being the repressed one must be very, very difficult for Poppy. And I think that's what she's struggling with here where she's like, don't go back into that same situation. Don't let him bully you. Don't let him gaslight you. But she needs to build up a lot of courage internally to to do that. Yeah, he's had years of this. You're so right. Like years versus three weeks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's tough. Yeah, it's difficult to break out of habits, you know, and to stand up for yourself. It's it's like the hardest thing in the world to change is yourself. And this is like, it must be excruciatingly difficult for her. Yeah. So yeah, this is this whole story with Shulri and with Poppy. I underestimated it in the beginning of, in the beginning of the comic because I, well, A, because I wasn't familiar with that kind of relationship, honestly. So I wasn't attuned to, to realizing it, but also because it's incredibly mature and profound and I didn't expect it in the webtoon where we would be addressing, or Lily would be addressing such a common topic for so many people around the world who have a partner who is just completely gaslighting them and manipulating them and this whole journey of poppy learning to stand up for herself and learning to value herself and love herself 
is just so incredibly important and for people to read and learn from. And I'm just so in awe of how Lily is putting this in so that we can, you know, see her grow and see her stand up for herself and get out of an abusive relationship. Yeah, it's powerful because I saw comments saying that like this is giving them the courage to get out of a similar situation and that made me feel so happy to see that because that's what artwork is for that's what storytelling that's literally the power of storytelling I feel like I grew up in a generation that would say like tv will rot your brain or like stop reading those comics or something like that and I really disagree with that I think it can be very powerful if you look at how we like literally give ourselves homework. <laughs> we read the comic and then we're like, we're going to analyze this. I think um, it's a really powerful medium and it's nice to be in a time where it, it can be celebrated like this. I know that in your, your day job, you also work with storytelling, right? And so, yeah, so that's um, one of my, my, deepest aspiration is honestly to be a novelist and it was always that way since I was a little kid and the more I read about storytelling and the more I think about it the more I recognize how it's been present in human life for like tens of thousands of years and it's one of the most powerful tools we have to express our our feelings our thoughts our philosophies so yeah I would never downgrade uh downplay the importance of storytelling and what we mm-hmm. learn from it Yep. And going back to what you said about underestimating the jewelry situation from the beginning, I think I did something similar. When I was first reading the comic, you know, it felt like jewelry was going to be a one-off mm-hmm. character who just cheated on Poppy for a second. Yeah. I did not expect like the amount of toxicity that he brought to her life. But as the comic continued to go on and we got more and more episodes, more and more hints like I remember back in I think it was episode like 50 something 51 Poppy had a flashback with her friends and she's like if I ever break up successfully with jewelry one day I want to be a party princess in Naran City right and it's like that sentence is actually pretty heartbreaking if I ever break up successfully with jewelry so like the desire is there but executing it doesn't seem like something within her reach that is so sad to me. And so it's like, it's it's subtle and then it gets worse and worse and worse until we're here and now we're seeing the full extent of it. Because I really, I remember we were all like dragging jewelry all the time, you know, on the podcast, on your podcast, on my podcast, like all the time being like, jewelry is terrible, blah, 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 blah. But now I see how awful he was. I really did underestimate how bad he was throughout this comic until really seeing him in the flesh and what he's willing to do to put Poppy down. Yeah, it's, it's totally the same. Like when I read the first episode too, I also thought he was just going to be, I thought he was just there for like, to, as an exciting, dramatic bang to start off the story. Right. I didn't think it was going to, it was going to actually feature in the story. So it's, it's been incredible seeing it. Mm-hmm. So he continues and he's like, there's guilt written all over your face. And she says, it's none of your, oh, he says, I know the real reason why you left for near. Okay. Sorry. I think she says first, it's none of your business. But she still is not looking at him. She's still in scooter and she hasn't been able to walk away. Like I noticed, like maybe ideally she would just keep pushing the scooter away. She has, he can't do that, right? So she's, she's really battling and struggling, but she is able to say, it's none of your business, which is thank you, Poppy. It is none of your business. And like, I really appreciate how it's the small victories. You know, Poppy doesn't, she can't go from zero to 60. She can't go from being in an abusive relationship to being suddenly like, 
oh, I'm all empowered and I can just tell him off. I can slap him in his face and run out. Like that's not reasonable to expect of a person. It's not possible. So this is like just showing the small steps she's taking to assert herself and stand up for herself and the bravery that's required to do these things. It's, it's admirable and it's just so realistic, right? You can't go from being abused to then suddenly being this like amazing, um, you know, go get him girl kind of person. It takes a lot of steps to get there. It really does. And the more she asserts herself, the more he will try to lock her back into the old way that the relationship worked. Like I have a wonderful therapist who I hope to see more often, but therapy is expensive. (laughs) But I have a lovely therapist who one time talked about how like families function, how it's all a gear, it's like a gear system. Like you're a gear and they're a gear and they're all working and turning together to function as a machine. But the minute you start going in a different direction, your family's gonna be like, wait, the machine doesn't work anymore. And I think that works for this kind of relationship too. Like they were two gears where he was the dominant one. He could put her down. She could just take it. She would be like, maybe one day we'll break up, but this is my life now, right? The gears were turning. They were both rotating like clockwise together. But now Poppy's going counterclockwise, even just a little bit, like you just said, a little bit of a degree. And then he's gonna like try to force her to go back in the direction she used to go. That's just natural in human relationships. Yeah, he needs her to be like weak and submissive. And then he tells her, I know the real reason why you left for the city. You left because all you care about is your own happiness and freedom because you're sick of this town and your boring old boyfriend. And the fact that he says that shows how insecure he is about himself. He's afraid that he's a boring old boyfriend. And mm-hmm. like, that's what he, yeah, that's, that's just like a very big, you know, window into his mind and like what he thinks about himself. And then, you, then he just says the worst thing ever. You're you left because you're selfish, just like your mom. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, there's this joke among the fandom about the woodchopper, and like you rev that woodchopper up. He needs to go in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the panel for that though, very cinematic, right? You can feel what Poppy's feeling right there. It's interesting how Lily did that. It just, that point of view, we're dropped right into her perspective, it feels like. I just love the background, the starry night sky and the trees. Moonbright is so pretty and it's it's nice to see it at night, you know? It could be a romantic setting, but this is absolutely <laughs> not. This is so much a nightmare. She has like tears in her eyes because... Like you said before, the people who love you and then know who you best can know how to hurt you. He's using the most, the deepest insecurity in her life about her mom leaving them and using it against her. Because first of all, like we don't know why her mom left, right? But it sounds like from the way he's talking that it was more like a choice. Like it wasn't like she died, like there's like, you know, her dad. So Poppy probably has felt all along, like, why did mom leave me? Like, was she selfish, right? Like, did she leave because she hated me and I was annoying and like, she didn't like me? Like, and that must hurt to think about as a kid. And he's just using the most painful thing in her life to hurt her again. I'm like, what a piece of, like, there are no words to describe how evil jewelry is. I mean, there are words. It would just take a long time. (laughs) Yeah, that's awful. I mean, once again, I thought Jordan was bad this whole time, but I just didn't know how low he could go in terms of um, 
just like twisting the knife in because he goes even further than this. And it's just, I remember when we first got like a glimpse of a flashback of jewelry back when Poppy made Taurus some food and he took a picture and she's like, oh no, don't do it, right? Because that triggered a memory of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, and all his friends were making fun of it. And he was like, I think I took my kid's sister's lunch by accident. Um, and he like, he was awful, right? That was pretty bad, but that's not as bad as this. There are degrees in that too, where I feel like that's awful. Um, mm-hmm. He wouldn't like introduce Poppy to his friends. Like he's ashamed of her or something like that's bad. I thought he was that kind of bad boyfriend, but there's a <laughs> other side to him that's come through a lot more in recent episodes. This gaslighting part, this, um, just really toxic and and um, deeply insecure part of him. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Poppy had to deal with him for so many years. So long. Yeah. So now we switch to a different setting in Moonbright, and we have Poppy. Uh, sorry, Tora talking to Quincy, and Quincy's like, "What? Her Moonbright address was swooped. How on earth did that happen? No idea. Ronzo has never gotten it wrong before." I called her Dean and Jacob, and she's not with them. She's not back at her apartment either. So first of all, he has no numbers, and he is so concerned about her. He is just like, where is she? He's calling everybody to find out. Tora's got a whole phone tree. He's going to find her like she's, <laughs> he's like, call everybody I know. But um, can I ask you about the word swooped? Is that supposed mm-hmm. to be swapped? I saw it in the earlier episode too, and I was, I literally I was like, is there a slang term of swoop that I don't know? <laughs> Is it swapped? What what was your interpretation of that? Yeah, I also assumed it was just another way of saying swapped. <laughs> okay. So like her address has been swapped out with one that's not her actual address is what he's trying to say. Yeah, I think. Okay. I mean, I, I guess we could Google it, but I think it's just- I did. I did. I'm embarrassed to say I Googled swoop yeah. slang just in case yeah. it was a slang term I was not aware of, but it's, it's not. And like you swoop in, you know, right. I think it's supposed to be like swapped. It means swapped. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm like 32. I don't know slang. So I always Google like Urban Dictionary and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Tor. Like I'm not hip enough to hang out with him whatsoever. And that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Poppy didn't think she was either. And look how that's like working out. Working out for them. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, I'll talk to Ronzo about the address later. I got to find her first. And then Quinn's like, boo, why not come back to Niren City and wait for her to call? She's far safer at Moonbright anyway. You might have averted that clan war for, which, okay, I guess clan war. And my old man might be basking in the glory of his latest philanthropist of the year award, which is like, excuse me? Vincent is getting the philanthropist of the year award? Ah, so infuriating. How dare he? <laughs> it is infuriating and it makes sense because he's so powerful and wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. So like he can be viewed as an upstanding member of society philanthropists don't they like donate money to charities and give like generous like they buy a wing of a library I don't know (laughs) don't they have tons of money and so he puts his money into those things Mm -hmm. but also he secretly is an awful person yeah it makes me wonder right like what don't we know about people (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's like what but he won't stay distracted for long and everybody get somewhere up in the city up to god knows what right now and we see Torres walking around like it looks like he's in front of the train station and his car is perpendicularly or no, sorry, it's it's crookedly parked, <laughs> as we noticed. <laughs> and we have the security guard looks like he's coming out of the train station, but Lily kind of does an AN, which I think means announcement or something. 
Um, um, author's note, maybe? Oh, author's note. That makes more sense. Yeah. She says the phone conversation can't be overheard by others, which is very good for us to know because we're always like theorizing. If she hadn't told us, we would be theorizing that this is like, he's going to tell the claim. He's going to call Vincent. He's going to do this. Like we totally would be theorizing. So this was good to stop our tinfoiling in his tracks. We needed it. We needed that note. <laughs> and he's like, Tori continues. Well, sorry, um, Quincy. We don't know for sure if the notebook's with Gil, but if it is, he's going to act anytime now. And if it isn't, and you don't get to the notebook before anyone else does, imagine how many clans would get involved once it resurfaces with all that incriminating shit it contains. Nine daggers for sure, since Goliath was directly involved in them. The White Spikes and La Rosa likely, and all the smaller clans. Hell, even us Baltimans, huh? And I have to say, I failed to connect the, like, LR clan. I knew there were, I figured it was La Rosa. I did not connect it with La Rosa Morada and Patty <laughs> until now. I'm like, oh, that was a call out. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I had my suspicions for both the Darlene one and this one, but I probably wouldn't have put it together unless you told me today that like, it's for sure that, but I did think that I was like, isn't that Patty's name everywhere? <laughs> like, I did think that, but I was like, maybe, but I was like, mm. you know, I went back and forth on it, but Wait, other clans though. I started hey. taking notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are they going to come up? I assume white so. Spike. I want to meet the white spike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I think white spikes, I think of like these the speed traffic things where like you know they don't you don't want your car to go too fast. So you have like these white spikes <laughs> on the road. <laughs> doesn't anyway. That doesn't sound super intimidating to me, but. <laughs> That's what they name themselves after. They don't, they're like, we're the white spikes in the road. That's our clip. Slow down. Don't kill children. Drive at 25 miles per hour. Yeah, that's what all they do is like traffic stuff. Right. (laughs) That would be funny. So, and security guy is kind of like looking at Tora and Tora gives him a look in the next panel while, while Quincy's saying, so honestly, Miss Editor would be better off staying. Put him Moonbright if you ask me. And Tora gives like, just like this, like above like this view of him coming from underneath him like mm-hmm. he just has this like intimidating aura and boop, the police officer is like you know or the the security officer just like tips his hat and runs straight away back to the his station mm-hmm. I mean that really stood out to me because we've seen Tora have issues with security guards in the mm-hmm. past and this is such a it's such an opposite moment Mm-hmm. to the one that we saw before like I had to go back and find it it was in episode 31 I feel like this was a direct callback like Lily must yeah. have been thinking about it right mm-hmm. because that one security guard in front of Poppy's building was I think his name was Trevor mm-hmm. and he was like cheating with somebody because I think he's married and he had a woman with him like his side piece slash girlfriend and he saw Tora in that black hoodie smoking a cigarette and immediately identified him as a street punk he was like literally some street punk and then as it continued, Toro, you know, went through the gate and scared the crap out of the guy who peed his pants and ran off. That was that security guard interaction. But Tora in this outfit and Tora in this look, I think was enough for this guy to tip his hat. Like how often does that happen in life where someone's like, sir, t- I tip my hat to you. Like this is Bridgerton stuff happening right now. Tora's being respected. And I just think that's interesting. I wonder what he thinks about that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's two things. I think it's first of all, in the nature of the security guard, like the first guy had issues, like he had what to prove. He was clearly like not a very moral person. And, but I also think, like you said, the second part is the clothing and the clothing, you know, how 
how people dress and how people judge you by how you dress is, is a major component of our lives. So I think that a, the security guard is just maybe a normal person, like doesn't have to prove himself. And also he just sees like, he's wearing, you know, fancy clothes. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to assume this guy is, is okay. And then belongs here and I don't have to worry about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Tora wants to continue doing different disguises and outfits, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I used to watch Alias all the time. Yeah. Did you ever see that show? Oh, Alias I, I really like don't watch TV ever. So <laughs> I, that used to be my jam. And Jennifer Garner plays a spy who her outfit changes like multiple times. Every episode, she gets a new look. And I was like, Tora could do that. And I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that so much. But yeah, yeah. Know, right? Let's see what he looks like. It looks amazing. We all are like in love with the hot professor look. Yes, it's great. <laughs> so then Quincy continues and he's like, that is, um, unless she's with her ex-boyfriend right now. And then you see Tora like just get all like that tense. Like you see him just like tense up in that panel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's his fear. He, that was like a, I'm afraid of that. I'm, I've been thinking that, but now you've said it out loud moment. Yeah. And he just right away was like, okay, I'll drive around some more. And that's what he does. You see him driving around and kind of reminds me of when he was driving with Poppy on that, you know, going to Regina's Peak. It was mm-hmm. sweet. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's reminiscing over the set of we get it better off staying at Moonlight, which is with her ex-boyfriend. And he's just driving around. He's like, Christ, come on, Bobby, where the hell are you? He's anxious. He's like, what else did he think I was panicking about? And, you know, that's so beautiful because Yes, he's concerned for her physical safety, I guess, but he is also concerned for her emotional well-being. And he mm-hmm. knows what a horrible person Jewelry was. He doesn't even know the whole extent of it. He only knows a little bit. But he can recognize and pick up on how distressing it is for Poppy and how much that guy was terrible for Poppy. And that's what he's most concerned about is her feelings. And it's just so different than that stupid, horrible human being, Jory, who is just all about putting her down. And Tora is all about building her up. Oh, gorgeous. So beautiful. I mean, that's the word that stands out is panic. How often is Tora panicked in life? How -hmm. often would he use that word? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure in his childhood all the time. And as he grew up, he kind of learned how to handle these dangerous situations. But this gets him panicked. I think that's really, like you said, beautiful. Unless you look at it in like a different direction where you're like, is he panicked possibly that Poppy went to meet Jewelry? Or is he worried that Jewelry is coming to find Poppy? Which I saw a lot of people debating in the Facebook group. Yeah, he does say that later. I guess let's catch up on this panel quick because he he drives around and he's like, oh, I'm just going around in effing circles at this point, but she's got to be in Moonbright somewhere. But if she, if she went to meet her ex, I don't effing believe it. So yeah, so I can see that where he's like, maybe he's anxious that that she kind of like succumbed to all the like abusive, you know, rhetoric of the past and like kind of like slid back into it. Yeah, but he's like, no, I don't believe it. He thinks that she's past that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't have good reason to believe that she would seek jewelry out by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he has... From the information that she shared, she's not given that impression to him at all. Right, because he he said to her at some point in the past, he's like, "Oh, something about your boyfriend." He's like, "She's like ex-boyfriend." Right. But I think he does recognize that someone like him still has power over her. 
and maybe you know would manipulate her to to meet him yeah and that's what he's worried about like her emotional well-being and like her mental state mm-hmm. it's beautiful so he keeps driving around and like you see he's like kind of driving faster but then screech and his car stops and he's in the section of the road where we recognize poppy had you know that's where poppy like um tripped over the rock and her scooter went flying in the bushes and he gets out and he's like looking at the road looking around and he's like this place is looks again where goliath went missing and that's where that scene ends mm-hmm. so i have two things here um do you think he went looking around or do you think he's like gonna look around later on right right i think it's possible that he it's gonna be one of those things where we are in a future episode and there was more that he did here it seems pretty significant to stop at the place where goliath went missing i still want to see goliath so badly i want to know everything about him so badly mindy <laughs> yeah are you do you have like a secret little crush on goliath like a lot of people <laughs> no i just want to know what i just the mystery part of it like i'm so curious about what has been going on with him, why he was in the jungle. I, I just want to know what his whole backstory is and how it comes into play in the present and just waiting on that mystery. It's like one of my top mysteries because there's so many in this story. Like there's so many things where we're like, what's going to happen here? But that's probably my number one right now is wondering about Goliath because it seems it's just so mysterious. So I think, yeah, I do think that we're going to come back to here. Like, I think maybe he'll come search for it during the day when he can actually see something. <laughs> I also, I was wondering, like, later on, like, how he got to the garage. I think this might be it because he might have, you know, he realized that she lost her scooter. So that might be that he was like, okay, where would her scooter be? So that might be, like, how he found Poppy. Yeah, that's a good point. So now we go back to Dar- Darlene's garage. And Poppy is... Whew, she is reacting. She's bedumping, bedumping. She's, you know, like biting her lips. She's her tears in her eyes because of what that jerk, horrible monster jewelry just said to her. And she yells at him and she finally looks at him. She's like, leave my mom out of the picture. You have no right to say that about me, jewelry. Ah, it's just so great that she's actually like able to fight back with him. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone I wish I had taken a screenshot of it because I was glancing at the Facebook group and there was somebody who said that this reminded them of Poppy being told by Tora at the beginning of the season to stand your ground. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's such an insightful comment. I'll, I'll find who that is at some point and <laughs> just post it like in an Insta story because that was so insightful. Poppy is standing up for herself. I think, especially what you were saying earlier about the degrees of fighting back she can't go all the way to like you know hit him or something or really fight back but she can do this and that's really powerful yeah we're so happy to see that and he i don't even know how he what what is going on in his brain that he like does he really believe that this, the nonsense he's saying he's like why because i cheated on you well that's an effing joke because you would have left me even if i didn't wouldn't you you just meet some slick city guy who sweep you off your feet and you'd run off with him in an instant because you never loved me to begin with. Like, does he even believe what he's saying? Like, how does he come up with this? Yeah. I think he believes what he's saying fully because if, if he didn't believe this, like you said, he would have to live with his deep, 
deep unhappiness with himself. So he has to believe this narrative. I think he fully believes what he's saying. Um, and every time she says, tries to say something true, it's like, no, 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 no. My narrative is true. That's why he keeps shutting her down. He goes further each time she stands up for herself. He's got to lock her back into place, you know? And like the insecurity that we mentioned, like he definitely is insecure because he's like, he was like, oh, I'm just the old boyfriend, the boring right. boyfriend from the old town. And here's like, yeah, some slick city guys sleepy off her feet. Clearly he doesn't think he's slick and not enough to keep her attention. He is so like insecure about himself. Like jewelry, if you wanted to go to the city, you could do it, but mm -hmm. like you, you're not doing it and you're going to punish Poppy for doing it. You've seen people do that in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's hard to stomp on someone else's dreams and success because you didn't do it yourself or oh. don't have the confidence to do it yourself. That's basically what jewelry is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, He's jealous sure. of her city life for real. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's it's so people do this all the time. It's it's horrible. And yeah. Poppy's like, that is not true at all. And I'm so happy to see her like fight back with him. You know, we the view is from we still don't really see Poppy's face and like she's still from afar. And you can I can like really like see her tension in her shoulders. You really see that she's she's having a hard time. It's not easy for her to stand up for herself, but she's still doing it, which is commendable. And I know one of the biggest things for me to realize was this there. I think it's probably some popular quote where bravery is not the absence of fear, but it's proceeding to do what you need to do in the presence of fear. And mm -hmm. that was something that really, really, really made an impression on me. And Poppy is doing that. You know, she's overcoming her fear and overcoming everything, like all the history that they have between them and standing up to him. To him. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm really, really proud of her. And like one more note on the slick city guy thing is that I feel like Tora has never looked more like a slick city guy. Like, <laughs> come through, Professor Tora, come through, please. Yeah, that's gonna hurt jewelry right in the heart where it should. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, stop lying. You think I'm not aware? Oh, I just hate him so much. He's like, you were abandoned by your mom and then your dad. So you clung to me out of desperation because you were terrified of being abandoned a third time and you made use of me so you wouldn't have to be alone again. Oh. Awful. Yeah. And he's just taking like her worst insecurities and just stabbing her with them. Yeah. We know that she was worried about that. We know that she was like, she was worried about people seeing her that way and in her town and with her her seeing herself that way in this relationship and why it was so hard to leave and he was like I'm gonna use that now <laughs> here we go yeah and the truth is what hurts the most right like it is true that she was terrified of being abandoned her mom abandoned her, her dad abandoned her and that is why she didn't leave jewelry for as long as she did but you can't say what he says is that oh you didn't love me but no she tried to love him she tried to do everything for him and even if, yes, she didn't leave you when she should have because of her fear of being abandoned, that doesn't mean she didn't love you or try to love you as much as you were lovable, which you weren't. She weren't. <laughs> yeah. He just really is, once again, someone who knows you really well and dated you for a long time, someone who you loved can really hurt you. Um, they can just get you in a way that a stranger could never get you. Mm -hmm. And Poppy can't, she's not responding to this because she you know that really hurts her that record that hits her in the gut 
And mm -hmm. jewelry, like his expression here, this is where I do think that he does believe himself because he does look hurt over here. He, mm -hmm. he does look wounded. And yeah, he probably does believe what he just said. Yeah, it's hard. I, I think um, he does not know he's the villain in Poppy's story. <laughs> <laughs> he's not aware. He's like, I'm the victim and I have been treated poorly. And me, 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 me. Especially when earlier in the episode, he said something about you chasing your own freedom and your own happiness. He thinks that that's Poppy's role in life is to support him in his own freedom and his own happiness. So from his perspective, she's the only one doing something wrong here. You can never build a relationship with this kind of guy. Um, <laughs> Patty left a very, very beautiful, like insightful comments on Patreon about this. So if like, you're on Patreon, check them out. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's this kind of person is just, they don't see their problems. They don't see that they're, they're the problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I'm definitely going to read Patty's. She has some analysis on Instagram too. I'm going to read in both places and get it, yeah. get it all into my bones. <laughs> yeah. And then like him seeing that she doesn't respond, just he, he's encouraged by that. So to continue, and he says, I had a crush on you for the longest time in high school, Poppy. I couldn't believe my luck when you agreed to go out with me. I love you so effing much. Oh, spare me, Jory, your lies and deception. Yeah. This yeah so manipulative. it it's is like, he tries different tactics all at once he's like okay it doesn't work to do this let me try this let me try this and that keeps you kind of confused mm -hmm. and he yeah he's trying to guilt trip her now he's like oh i was harsh and punitive and she just yelled back at me so now i'm gonna try to make myself feel like you know make myself appear like this poor little thing and maybe that will work and maybe now she'll have pity on me again because she's so nice because he knows that she's a nice person that's why he chose her mm -hmm. and Oh, he's so abusive and manipulative. Yeah, it's awful. Huh. And Poppy stands like she first, you know, we have an expression of her just like, sorry, a panel of her, you know, from afar, we don't see her expression. We see her being tense, but then she responds back and it's almost like she's not even looking at him. She's looking away and it's like she's talking to herself because she's really recognizing and understanding what happened. And she says, and why did you treat me like dirt? Mm -hmm. It's so strong and powerful because at this point, she's not even talking to him. She's more like she's talking to herself because she's moved past him. She's really reached that point where she's beyond him. And she knows that he's just wrong. And she doesn't need to even talk to him. Yeah. Like the, there's no outcome where Poppy leaves this conversation and is like, I want to date jewelry again. That's <laughs> She's not going back. She's mm -hmm. not going back, hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't think so. Um, I like that you just said, then why did you treat me like dirt is something she's saying out loud, not for jewelries, not for jewelry, but for herself. Because mm -hmm. I like that interpretation because I was thinking at this point, how much sense does it make to entertain a rational conversation with him? Mm -hmm. He will not give you the answers that you're looking for. The answer you're hoping for from then why did you treat me like dirt? Do you really think jewelry's gonna be like, because I was insecure, because I wasn't happy with my life and I tried to push you down. And like, he's not, he's not there. He's not self-aware enough to be there. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said it's for her. That gives me a new perspective to look at it. Cause it's like, oh, poor Poppy. Like, he's not gonna give you a good answer. I'm so sorry, Poppy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think she's finally like, you know, it takes a long time to recognize that your relationship is abusive and that the person that you are trying to salvage a relationship with is the one that is in the wrong and it's unsalvageable. So for her to come to this realization is significant and very powerful. Uh, and so beautifully composed too, you know, like the wind is playing with her hair. It's just a beautiful, beautiful shot. Yeah, it's very cinematic this episode. I feel like Lily really put her, she really worked hard on Moonbright and bringing it to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we have a panel of her just again, steering off of the distance, jewelry in the background. And then a panel of jewelry, again, his eyes are red. He's like bringing himself to tears, which just shows again how capable he is of convincing himself that he's the victim. And, you know, that line, I think that really got him. I think he recognizes that she's beyond him and that nothing he says can get her back into his control again. She's out of reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so beautifully done. Like that feeling of like that look of, he. it looks like he has tears in his eyes and he's, he's like, oh, I'm the greatest victim in the world. But he's also recognizing that Poppy's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a scary moment because I don't know what somebody like that does. He has two choices here to mm-hmm. let her go or to try a different, different tactic to try to get her. I mean, I hope he lets her go. <laughs> That's all I'll say yeah. about that. I don't want him to go any mm-hmm. further down this path. Yeah. And, you know, when we just see them from afar, but then we have a little, a stop further back and we see Taurus car coming in, shriek, screech parked beautifully as well I love seeing Taurus parking because I'm like not always such a good parker so (laughs) I am a good parker when there's this much space I will say but (laughs) but I like it it makes me feel better about myself (laughs) it's relatable yes Mm -hmm. and that's how it ends and we're all like yes the Taurus jewelry showdown we have been waiting for so what do you think is going to happen actually do you think there'll be a Taurus jewelry showdown or a poppy jewelry showdown it's hard because I don't know if he got there at the same time that they're there I I went back and forth looking like I scrolled back up and I scrolled back down and I scrolled back up again and I scrolled back down I was like where is the car and where are we and where's poppy where's jewelry and where's Torah (laughs) Yeah, I was confused also. I was like, are we seeing it from like the side? But I see what you're saying. Like, you, like maybe this is like after they're gone. That's what I'm scared about because he's missed her everywhere else so far. He was like, hi, I'm at the hospital. And they're like, Poppy ain't here. And then he's like, hi, I'm at Poppy's house. They're like, Poppy don't live here. And then he's like, hi, I'm at the Darlene's garage. And it's like, Poppy ain't here. And like, that's how it feels. But it, it could very well be a showdown. And I feel like a big question that people are wrestling with right now is do we want poppy to handle jewelry by herself or do we want torah to come in knight in shining armor style and like be that slick city guy and put jewelry in his place or do we want like a mixture of the two of those things um i'm curious like what do you feel what would you prefer to see i guess a mixture like i would i do want it to be mainly poppy you know like let's say torah you know them him them not even seeing torah like torah being in the background but they can't see him and poppy just giving jewelry this like massive beat down and then at the end you know she like walks away and she's like oh there's torah and he's like bye you know something something like that yeah like jewelry has to see torah at some point and feel something about that that would be a nice um consequence to all the things he's been doing it just be like okay good now you do know like all those insecurities you know they will come to light seeing torah 
um, it's hard because I think I've had the same kind of discussion with Laura Olympus. At some points I've been like, I just want Persephone to handle her obstacles by herself. I don't need Hades to like come save her at times. I've said that on the podcast before, right? And I feel like Poppy isn't immortal though. And she is, she's not a goddess <laughs> and she doesn't have powers. So she is only human. She's just a mere mortal. And Tora does, he's superhuman in some ways, you know? <laughs> so I understand there's like an imbalance of um, what they're capable of. Cause I think with like Persephone and Hades, they're both gods and goddesses. Like they can do things that we can't even dream of. But Poppy is just by herself. Like she's not have any fighting training. I feel like she shouldn't get into anything physical with jewelry. Cause how would that go? I'm nervous. I don't know. I think I want a mixture. Like you said, I want to see Poppy continue to stand up for herself. Um, but what happens, Mindy, if Tora shows up and like he mishears the conversation and they're like, it sounds like they love each other. What happens then? Oh, okay. Well, how do you, in what, in what way would they ever have a conversation where it sounds like they love each other? <laughs> I can't see <laughs> that happening. You would just have to keep hearing jewelry monologuing about how much he loves Poppy and then not hear Poppy respond. Or if Poppy's response makes sense to us as the audience, but if Tor were to hear it, right. it yeah. was something like it sounded like she was agreeing, you know, it could be like a misunderstanding. If that happens, what, what would you feel? Oh, I would be disappointed because I'm kind of hoping for, like you said, the, the, like some kind of showdown and then, yeah. you know, Tori needs a place to sleep. Like Granny's <laughs> house is available. Like, you know, just saying, I would like that to happen. But yeah. I also understand if Lily wants to drive along the angst factor and do that whole misunderstanding thing that would be sad but whatever yeah, it would work their way through it if that happened yeah <laughs> it would just be for like you know the conflict of the story and for Tora to it, it would show us how much he trusts Poppy because like you said in what way would Poppy be like into a conversation like that but I hope Jory doesn't get into her physical space. I hope it doesn't go like physical. Like I don't want him mm -hmm. to like try to hug Poppy right now. Cause she isn't like a frozen, like we were saying, she can't really move mm -hmm. too much. So I don't know what she would do in that situation. I don't, I don't know what I want to see. Do I want to see Tora beat Jewelry up? Yes, I do. Sorry. <laughs> I know everyone's like, oh, I don't advocate for violence, but, and then they just proceed to describe the most violent things being done to Jewelry. I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Like, yeah, I, I know like violence is not really so great, but I feel like he needs to get punched in the face at least minimum. <laughs> right. We've seen Tora like de-escalate some situations or handle situations like for Quincy that one time, but that'd be scary to see. If he went really far, it would be scary no matter who right. it was. Yeah. So it'd have to be just the one punch like you're saying. And then like they walk away together and then Jewelry mm. just feels bad for himself as he should. And goes crawling back home and cries to his mama who probably is I don't know, who knows? I, you know, I'm not going to assume anything about Shilri's mom. Maybe he just was capable of getting himself all horrible all on his own. <laughs> it's funny now that you said that. Now I feel like a prediction I have, which could totally be wrong, is that the whole town is going to find out about Torah and have some kind of assumption with Poppy and Torah, right? Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, if their account is super nosy, then yeah. Exactly. Like that small <laughs> town where everyone talks about it. If they see her with Torah, what will people say? I mean, with this new look, they're going to be like, Poppy's with a professor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he's not like 20 years older than her. So, 
That's true. Probably a young professor. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the theme of many of many a webcomic. Hot young professor, hot young CEO. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we did a digress. <laughs> it's like I am a multi-billionaire CEO and I'm 21. Yeah. Well, I know. I can't wait to see what happens. We we, we always we're always like this. We're like, I can't wait to be next week. <laughs> I know it is that moment where I was hoping Tora would like see them so we know he's there in the right time because mm -hmm. it could be like three hours later Tora showed up and Poppy is nowhere to be found. Right. Well, Lily does like to leave us on those cliffhangers, so that's great and infuriating, <laughs> but that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us waiting for next Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so so much for coming on, Joe. This was so it was really 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 lovely to get to talk to you. Yay, thank you. It was so fun. I loved all your thoughts. And I'm going to reread this episode now with all the things that you said in mind because it helped a lot. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, same here. It's again what I love so much about the fandom and hearing everyone's opinions because it's impossible to get like a full read on your own. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No, it's meant to be talked about. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, thank you so, so much, Joe, and I will catch you later. Yay, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, you too. Bye. <laughs>Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Emilda, Shannon, Esther, and I'm watching you. Your support is truly appreciated.